Welcome to Raising Your Spirits. Our hope is to help you make positive changes by providing guided messages from spirit. Tuning forks, crystals, and distance healing are how we pass those messages from spirit to you. Sit back, relax, and enjoy your vibrational growth with us. Your hosts for Raising Your Spirits, Suzanne Shields and Tony Ginnis. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Back to the Podcast. I wanted to take some time today to talk about self-love. In fact, really how to be able to say, how do you love yourself? There's a lot of books out there that are can talk a bit about love, and I don't wish to reiterate those words because those words are not spirits. Those are theirs, and I don't want to take from them. But there's The Mastery of Love by Miguel Ruiz, which I really encourage you to read, or there's The Language of Love. And these are books that talk about really how to love others. I really wanted to spend some time as opposed to focusing how to love somebody else, but how to love yourself and how that is the root of not just spirituality, but your very essence of who you are. I'm doing this podcast under challenging times. We're globally within a pandemic and we're all faced with with issues within ourselves that are now causing us to look at life differently. We're at a time where nothing is clear. Everything seems new. More importantly, what I want to be able to say is that you're not new. You're clear. The question is, have you been able to take some time to see that in all this chaos that is happening around you, that you are this soul that is a beautiful creator and exceptional in its way. And if you haven't been able to tap into that, may I encourage you to continue to listen because I'd like for you to remain resilient and to understand that that strength that lies within you is there, but it is for you to reach down deep within yourself to grab it, ignite it, and utilize it. I want to talk a little bit about where does this self-love really come from. We always need it, but rarely do we shape it and define it and make sure that it's in optimal health. Our society is deemed that really by our dress size or how many wrinkles we shouldn't have on our face defines if we should love ourselves. And if we don't fit into those images of what our body should be like, We tend to beat it up to say, oh, I'm looking old or I'm fat and frumpy. But I want to be able to say that you're more than what you appear. And what you appear as is the fact of fact of how you're speaking to yourself. Tony, you had talked a bit about how there was a study done of how someone speaks to a glass of water. And I know that you'll speak to that. And if you don't mind sharing that now. Yes, thank you, Suzanne. Yes, the gentleman's name was Mashuro Emoto. And his name is very well known in the industries uh, with reference to uh, uh, water and what water does when you have an emotion to it. It stores emotion. And the studies, many studies uh, were done through Emoto's work. And the basis was when you took a glass of water or a bowl of water, and you talk to it. And if you said things like, I love you, I think you're beautiful, 
I want to spend the rest of my life with you. I'm grateful. Thank you. Words like that, when they put that under a special process, it was a magnetic resonance device. And when they looked at the effects of what that emotion did to the water, a lot of it came back as a six-sided, beautiful shape, very much uh, like the golden mean that we, we hear about in math and in the way the symmetry works uh, in our world. We're surrounded by this. And when we are grateful, we have emotions of love. The crystals that formed in that water droplet had incredible pictures, of, and some looked like diamonds. I mean, if you looked it up on YouTube and you just simply put Emoto's water project, you will find beautiful pictures of what some of the words had said. But it also had another side. If you talked very negatively towards this droplet of water or this container of water, things like, I hate you. I think you're worthless. I think you're fat. I think you're a waste of space. You disgust me. Words like that, when they did the same process through the magnetic resonance, they had very different shapes of what the water was. Even the water itself changed color, more of a darker yellow. It was almost like it was rotting. It had no shape, really. It almost seemed like the water was scolded and it reacted to its emotion. Not only the words that people would say to it, but they also played music, classical music. They played rumba, they played reggae, they played heavy metal, they played uh, just different forms of music. And the water would show very different shapes based on the music. If they played heavy metal, or if they played very violent type of music, then the water would have much the same effects as the words did. But classical music, love songs, different songs that had a beautiful melody and a beautiful tone to it, had a very similar shape and similar reactions to the music as if you were to say, I love you, or I appreciate you, I am grateful for something. And so all of the work, when you combine everything, what it came down to is that water is listening. Water was taking and storing and programming the emotions that were being presented to itself at the time. So water stores emotion. It's listening. And what is 80% of our body? Water. 80% at least of our body is water. And when we talk nice to ourselves, that we look good in that dress or we look good in that suit, this car looks great wrapped around us, or if I look good or I feel good, but the water inside of you is listening and is offering that blooming effect inside. But you can only imagine how that water will look inside of you if you keep telling it that it's ugly, that it's useless, that you disgust it. If you are disgusted with your body, the water inside your body is listening 
and it is being scolded, and it doesn't know what to do. It wants to hide. It wants to insulate itself. It wants to protect itself. So it puts another layer of human skin or more human fat on us. It's trying to protect itself. So when we talk very poorly to ourselves, our body is responding because of the water is responding. And that is the basis, Suzanne, of Emoto's work. And so now that you've heard what Tony has to say with regards to that, I wonder now, how are you going to speak to yourself, knowing that you are the majority of water, and how are you shaping yourself? So, in fact, that's the first tip. How you think about yourself will be the you that you create. The funny thing is, is people would often ask me, Suzanne, how old are you? For the longest time, I would guess at an age because I couldn't really remember the math. Why? Because I didn't care to. And for the longest time, I would tell people I was X amount age. And then Tony one day said to me, you know, Suzanne, you're giving yourself the age of five years older. You're saying you're X amount, but really it's X minus five. And I went, really? I'm not that old? And I laughed inside as I said, it really doesn't matter. How old I am, really, all that means is I've had the blessings of being able to have a historical account. I don't need the years and the number to define that for me. I'm completely comfortable in the essence to say that I'm as old as my experiences have taken me. Sometimes I even kid that I'm a thousands and thousands of years old because of all my past lives. So don't let your age define something. Let your experiences define your wisdom. Line out and determine how many experiences you've had and determine to yourself, am I older or am I wiser? When you stop looking at age as a number, you may in fact start seeing that You don't fall into that category of having wrinkles or a dress size. And you don't have to then fall into an image of whether you look good or not. You begin to appreciate yourself. And that, in itself, is the first step to self-love. You've been granted a machine, and that machine is your body. Do we ever stop and thank our heart for pumping all the blood through our body? Do we thank the lungs for bringing in the intake of the air that allows our brain to function and allows our circulatory system to gain momentum? Do we thank ourselves for dividing, multiplying, and replicating in a healthy way? These are invisible signs that our machine as a body does, but we forget to give itself love. So when we can appreciate what we are, then we can begin to appreciate ourselves. You see, when you can self-love and you can see yourself as being something that is miraculous, then no one can love you more than yourself. Yourself. 
You don't lack anything then. You don't lack for love because you create it within. You use the sunshine on a long walk to glisten on your skin and reignite the spark within yourself. You allow the summer breeze to whisk across your face as a reminder that you're here and a sign that you're grateful that you're not only here, but that you're aware that you're here. Another sign that you love yourself. Another way to be able to show yourself that you love yourself is by looking yourself in the mirror and thanking you for being you. Life isn't about changing you. Life's experiences are enhancing and giving your opportunity to shine to who you really are. And when you can do that, and when you can accept that you are a gift, you then can fully love yourself. My father was an amazing man. I say was, and thankfully he's still here. But he's a different man now. After two strokes and three heart attacks, he doesn't have much memory. Tools that he used to hold in his hands to make the most beautiful woodworking, he doesn't know what to do with anymore. My father was had a factory in Toronto where he built office furniture, did courthouses, did corporate offices, did all the cases in the Hockey Hall of Fame and did some miraculous work in the city of Toronto. And he defined himself by the work that he created for others. And he would always say that the legacy of his work would outlast him because the carvings he did in work and the shaping of reception desks and corporate offices and courthouses would outlast him. As my dad would create these beautiful masterpieces and when it was done and it would leave his factory before it would be out to install, he would his hand along the edges of the material, check under it and make sure it was all smooth. And he said, I am so grateful that my mind, my soul and my body could create something that someone else could enjoy. I never would forget that as I would work with my dad. Because in the end, he loved himself for being able to give the gifts to other people. Now my dad, at the age of 88, he does a lot of sleeping. But what I love the most about him is that he became adapted to the situation that he faced. And he's never lost his ability to love himself. He knows that he forgets the names of simple things like forks, knives, or Kleenexes. He understands that he becomes more impatient. But he still loves himself. And he still thanks his body, his mind, and his soul for the ability to be able to enjoy in every moment he has. COVID has taken our ability away from being able to be close to him right now. But as I get on the phone with him 
and I have to speak ever so loudly because his hearing has gone. He always says to me at the end of the call, Susie, did you love yourself today and tell yourself how great you are? Always this gentle reminder that self-love comes from within. And though I may have had this inspiration from my parents to love yourself, if you didn't have that, that's okay, because it's never too late to start. You can begin a new chapter and change the chemistry within your body by just beginning to love yourself. The simple things. To thank your legs for taking you on a long bike ride. To thank your hands for being able to pet your dog. To thank your eyes for being able to see the people that you love in your life. To thank your ears for being able to hear the laughter of children in the park. To thank yourself to be able to enjoy that wonderful meal that you cooked. Whatever it is, try, try to love yourself. Because now, once you do, what you will notice is that your mind, body, and soul will give back to you. When you love yourself, what happens? You ignite the creativity within. Because no longer are you worried, fearful, doubtful to what your mind, body, and soul can do. You feed it. And it will reward you. It will reward you with the greatest insights. Ways how to be able to reactivate your business. Maybe ways on how to rejuvenate a relationship. Maybe ways on how you can live in peace. We started this podcast talking about uncertain times during COVID. And yet, many have taken this as a time of feeling down, discouraged. May I encourage you, during the most difficult times, to give yourself encouragement. Try to think of ways, new ways, to socialize, to engage, to reinvent yourself, your business, your practices. Give your soul that microphone and ask it, hey, what if you wanted to tell me all these years, but I was too busy moving through processes, procedures, and routines? You'll be amazed to what you hear. This isn't about a spiritual journey where you have to sell everything you own, move to Peru, and go on a 23-day fast. This is simply starting with saying, I'm going to say some positive things to myself. I'm going to start loving who and what I am. I'm going to start feeding my soul with gratitude. After all, you're unable to enjoy what life has to offer if you don't begin with an understanding of what you have and where you're at. And what you'll realize, just like my dad realized, in his woodworking practice, that not all wood is made out of the same. An oak tree is known for its hardness, 
pine for its softness and its easy ability to be carved. And the pine tree, oh, the pine tree. It is something that one often seeks and confuses with the palm tree. You see, pine, as soft and supple as it is, absorbs and takes on water. But the palm tree, its flexibility allows it to weather the worst storms. Should it face a hurricane, all other trees will snap. The oak tree will break. The pine tree will take on water. But the palm tree will bend over till it's almost touching the ground. And eventually, the hurricane storm winds will move on, leaving in its path a destruction of trees, except for the palm tree. As it springs itself back up, being stronger than ever. You see, a palm tree's roots during difficult times grow faster, securing its roots within the ground. Its rubber sense texture allows it to bend. Its inability to take on water doesn't cause it to rot, and it has no brittleness like the oak tree to break. The question is, what kind of tree do you want to be? It will rain on everyone. Everyone will have their storms. How you weather it is a choice. To be that palm tree begins by understanding it all begins with self-love. So, shall we begin that path? And let's start by saying to ourselves, Hey, I'm pretty amazing. We're going to conclude this podcast by playing two of the most powerful sounds and frequencies based on self-love. Frequency of 528 and the 639. One is the universal love energy and the other is your heart energy. When you hear the tuning forks, I want you to close your eyes and just wait until the sound dissipates, until you no longer hear it anymore. Because that's when it's the most powerful. Because it's in your silence that the answer lies. Enjoy.
Thank you for listening to the Raising Your Spirits podcast. If there is a subject you would like to hear in a future episode or would like to book a session with Suzanne or Tony, reach out to their Facebook group at Genis Shields Natural Healing Center or join Tony with his weekly tuning class on Zoom. Their YouTube channel is Suzanne and Tony 17. That's Suzanne and Tony, the number 17, all one word. And the website is lovehigherself.com. Until next time, namaste. Namaste.